Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Marketing Corner. I'm Casper and I have Jen with me today. And we will be talking about uh, the good old debates around demand generation and demand capture and everything around that. Uh, I'll kick it off by letting uh, Jen kick it off. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wanna, maybe we'll be able to throw a little caveat. Like uh, I just looked at our show notes. We haven't recorded for like a month. But it's just to let, like, we've had a, we had some busy lives. There's a lot of stuff going oh, yeah. on. We'll, we'll get to that soon. But, but the first, all good uh, things. First things. All good things, right? All good things, yes. In general, how are you, Jen? You good? I'm doing really well. I'm tired because I'm back at work. But we'll talk about back that late. later. Yeah. After 14 months of maternity leave, I am back at work. So uh, it's it's good to use my brain again. My little girl is teething right now. So it's kind of a great time to not be at yeah um yeah how about yourself uh stranger haven't seen you in a while my my podcast yeah exactly exactly i had a had a surgery and had a lot of work to do Uh, don't worry i'm fine people a lot can happen in four weeks let's put it that way but but we're back and we're recording and we're we're ready to do this so uh we we thought let's start off with a topic that's on everyone's mind these days is uh, everyone and if you've been following uh, types like Chris Walker, uh, Dave Gerhard, no, some of these, like especially the people from Refine Labs, uh, represented by Chris Walker and his team, they're all about demand gen these days. Like uh, demand generation is all the hype, and everybody talks about it. Like uh, I recently joined a Slack group for demand gen marketeers and stuff like that. So, I, so we thought maybe it's good to t- kind of like talk a little bit about it because I think there's a lot of, you know. There's a lot of uh, hyperbole around it. Let's call it that. We're, we're, so let, let's get to the core of what, what, what it really is and, and, and maybe get to the core of what's uh, the problem with marketeers and how they look at Dimension. But we'll get to that. So what, what's your take on Dimension in general, uh, Jen, if we start there? There's kind of two areas, right? There's demand generation, there's demand capture. So first, yeah. if we just focus on demand gen, for me, this is the area that's the most vague or more yeah. needs the most kind of defining and, and it's up to, uh, open to interpretation. So th- I think demand generation as a term is very descriptive of what it is we do in marketing. But the issue that I have with it is, is it just branding rebranded? Um, because a lot of the activities, a lot of the initiatives that demand generation does is, is what we used to call branding. So are we doing that marketing thing where we take something that already exists and we give it a fancy name and we, we think it's something new or is it genuinely different? Are, are marketers doing something different with demand generation than we were doing before when we called it branding? That's my question mark. And I have my own theories about it, but that's kind of where my wanting to discuss this came from is that kind of mm-hmm. lack of clarity. Exactly. What do you think? So to be honest, I think think I think I think it's a yes, right? Like I think it's a it's a classical case of marketeers tr- trying to come up with new areas or new th- inventions when it's essentially the same thing. I think there's some nuances, and I think there's those are important. Um, and I, I we talked a little brief. We talked about this before uh, shooting this. And one of the things I at least have been thinking a lot about recently is like, for me, the difference between branding and dimension, and this is a becomes a little bit uh, feeling based, which is not my, my favorite thing to say, but but at least in my opinion, what I'm what I'm seeing is that dimensions is a lot more focused on generating demand. Funny enough, 
generating demand among a key set of people and doing it so they become extremely high intent, where branding as an exercise is much more of an awareness play. It's much more of a play that uh, attracts masses uh, to, to make them aware of your brand. And yes, uh, does, does, is there a huge overlap between the two? Absolutely. But, but, but demand gen from a B2B perspective, at least, uh, makes sense in my world because then you're saying, okay, we, we, these are the people that we want to just like be in front of all day. We want to do like we want to non-gate our content, give them all the content. We want to show thought leadership, all these kind of things that encapsulate demand generation from a personal branding perspective, all these different things, right? And, and, and for me, that makes sense. But I think it's like to create a whole new category just to explain that, like as a word, like demand generation, is, is, is a classical marketing thing. It's not that new, really. It's a lot of the same. It's just, you know, yeah. That, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm seeing. I, I've been reading a lot on this and trying to keep up, but but yeah, you know, marketeers we change everything every day. So I agree with you, and I think um, I'm in that same Slack channel. It's called the Demand Generation Movement, and you know, it's a movement. Great, I want to be part of a movement. What's this new movement? What, and I actually asked the group, "Can you please give me a definition of how demand generation is different to branding?" And there's over 300 people in the Slack channel. I got one response. Um, so it makes me wonder again, and, and when it comes, I, I agree with you that when it, when you look at the funnel, right, the traditional funnel that a lot of us operate in, I'm not a huge fan of the funnel. I've given presentations, the funnels over a hundred years old, but I think it's a great starting point of like awareness building. Maybe we call that the branding, right? That kind of overarching, getting your brand out there. And then the demand generation is how do we educate how do we create can, that consideration phase? Um, how do we push them down the funnel? And maybe we, that is the kind of demand gen side of it. But is that a movement or is that just taking the same principles we've used and kind of categorizing them a little bit differently? But, but ultimately what we're doing is kind of the same, right? We're educating, we're finding the right ICP. We're trying to get in front of the right people with the right messaging at the right time and educate them about our product and create that demand, generate that demand in them for our product. So if we want to call it that from now on, that's fine, but I'm not seeing new tactics of demand generation. It's the same stuff we've always done. It's just called something else, unless I'm missing something. And that's kind of what I wanted to find out from the group. Am I missing something that that we didn't have when it was branding? I don't, I don't think you are. No, not at all. I think like demand gen- generation yeah, for a lot of it stems from B two B. I think that that's a that's an extinct distinction I at least have caught on to. That the demand generation is very much a topic we discuss in B two B circles, right? Like, uh, it's not really uh, when when we talk in B two C, it's all about branding, right? Like, typically, like, you know, I think some of the reason demand generation has sprung up is that it was almost like there needed to be a new frontier uh, to like because. The origin of demand generation as a topic, at least from what I've seen, is that it comes from the fact that we were too far in the other side of things. We're calling it as like MQL hamster wheel that people typically refer to, right? Like uh, passing on MQLs to sales and they're like, what, what is this shit? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, like, yeah. uh, um, and, and so, so, and then people started, okay, we need to put more better leads, more better stuff through that have more intent and more 
like are higher likely to close. And then we're like, so we need to generate more demand in these people. And I think that's kind of where it stems from. And, and if that's just, and I think maybe sometimes, and this is kind of what, what my, my, my point is I'm getting to is that sometimes the reason we marketeers come up with these new things is that maybe some, if you say to your old boss or like someone uh, who's done marketing for a while saying, hey, I want to do branding, they get branding. But they're like, you know, it could be a lot of things where if demand generation suddenly it's like, okay, what is this new thing? Yo, makes a lot of sense, right? And I think there's a tendency to sometimes do that because like if you can introduce a new topic, it's the same like growth hacking is perfect example sometimes. If I came and say, hey, I want to I want to do optimizations based on ideas, be like, yeah, that sounds that sounds good. I want to do growth hacking. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's get on top of yeah. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, that yeah. sounds cool, right? So, so I think mm. it has an element of that, at least. But, I think you bring up a good point. Sorry, just yeah. I don't mean to interrupt, but I, no, I no, want to jump ahead. on it before I get distracted with the whatever excellent point you're coming up with next. <laughs> but I think actually you bring up a really good point because especially when you're talking to like a CEO or kind of a, a more visionary, right? They love branding because they love to see their name out there. And maybe I'm just thinking off the top of my head here because you've, you've knocked something loose maybe the demand generation thing is actually trying to rein them in a little bit and saying, yeah, we can be at these 37 events and we can win all of these awards, but are we creating that demand? Are we creating people wanting our product or are we just trying to get our name out there? So in that sense, yes, I think I kind of see where you're coming from and maybe you are shifting my definition a little bit because I think, yeah, branding can be any number of things. Whereas the man generation is let's hand over those qualified leads to sales. Exactly. It's a little bit more focused, right? Like it, it, mm-hmm. it seems to be, it, it appears to me from what I'm seeing is that it's more focused. Um, and I, I think like, if you had like, if you had like, uh, imagine you have circles in front of you, then branding is like all encapsulating and branding can like, you know, encapsulate a lot of things where dimension is part of the circle of branding. And it maybe covers, I don't know, 80% of it. But where there's some elements where it's like, okay, is Super Bowl ad, is that demand generation? I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Probably not, right? Where it's branding. It's definitely branding. Definitely branding, yeah. Um, so so, so there is some nuance to it. To it. But with that said, like, um, does it deserve the hype? I think that's the question, right? Um, mm-hmm. So like a lot of the tactics people keep talking about, like, hey, this whole debate around gating content and not having gated content about having personal profiles, be the thought leaders that reproduce your brand, all these different things. Uh, don't get me wrong. These are excellent tactics, but uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't, the tactic doesn't change the overall strategy. It's, it's kind of the mm. same. I've always been saying, right? Like just because you suddenly start doing personal branding from a, like a core company thing. Awesome. Keep, keep doing it. But you know, that doesn't, um, it doesn't necessarily move the definition of what you're doing. I think that's what I'm trying to say. And again, you bring up a good point because we can do all the social selling we want, but that is again, branding, you know, me talking to you on this podcast maybe raises the profile of my employer to marketers, but that's not my core market. So that is branding, but demand generation would be different tactics to my core market that we, you know, so, so I think in a way that actually, like you said, it's more focused, it's more, it's more focused, you know, right? so, so yeah. there's almost, maybe we're moving more towards a marketing team where you see branding, a branding marketer who is mm. getting the name out there, but then you have the demand gen marketers who are core ICP only, 
um, yep. maybe. And then, of course, then we can get to the, the demand capture part of the funnel. And one thing I caught on to is that like a lot of the people that talk about demand generation, also the people who were on board with, uh, with doing ABM correctly, account-based marketing. And I think that one of the things um, I thought about is that to me, demand generation is like um, a little bit uh, a new form of ABM. So ABM was all the hype a few years ago. It still is. And people talk about ABM. But here, you're essentially taking a lot of the tactics that you employed at ABM, like super narrow focus, like high quality, like webinar just for this one company, just stuff like that. Imagine you're just taking that and scaling it slightly, but like scaling it upwards. So you create, ABM is all about creating high intent things for your sales pipeline. That's, that's what you do, right? They create like this one uh, company, just follow it through the sales process, right? Uh, and, and shoot it. And now you essentially demand it to, to an extent is kind of like extrapolating that or making that bigger. Uh, so, and that it makes sense to me because like a lot of the people that used to work a lot in ABM are now all aboard the demand gen train. And I get why they are on that because that they can kind of see themselves like it's kind of the same tra trajectory, mm -hmm. if, you, if that makes sense any, in any way. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting topic because it, it uh, you know, ABM is to push intent. Um, yeah. It's just hyper focused. Whereas, and we did a, we did an episode about that. About 14, right? Yeah. Thank you. 14. Yeah, 14. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point because we talked about the three different kinds of ABM that you can do, which is like the, you know, using a tool like we did at Dixa, which was super expensive and super, uh, you know, involved, but it was ABM at scale. And then you introduced the two kind of middle, middle to smaller kind of ABM um, tactics that you can, that can use. So yeah, I can see demand gen. It's almost, it's not as targeted in terms of individual accounts, but maybe in demographics, if you can, you know, narrow your ICP down that way. And, and getting to a higher intent level, like what's the strategy behind it, right? Like uh, actually, I think the, like, as I said, like this MQL hamster wheel, I think, um, and that's, that, that's, that's the very positive thing about it. I think overall, I think demand gen is super positive. Just like growth hacking was also super positive as a topic and ABM is just because some people are like, yeah, it's all about new terms for same old stuff. Yeah, it might be, but it gets you focused on like, hey, this is a mm. thing and it, it's repolishing it. And demand generation is really doing that. It's making people realize, whoa, okay, I don't need to pass. Uh, my target is not a thousand MQLs anymore. My target is five closed deals, right? I don't mm -hmm. care what takes up to that, right? Like um, you, you have, just have to get five closed deals or whatever it is, high intent volume. I think I heard a podcast recently uh, also uh, with uh, the CMO from Cognizant. It's like a tool and they had, uh, they, had, they had done a really cool exercise of shifting a lot. For, they were caught in this MQL hamster wheel big time, right? So they shifted... Uh, she started by testing 2% of her budget for demand generation activities. And, and, and I think the point uh, she was making is it's not really trackable in an easy way. So it's trackable in like they could measure it on direct traffic. So their direct traffic just like the, the moment they pressed that button started going upwards at the same accumulation, like the same amount that they were spending more. So, so suddenly, like, there was a clear correlation between spending more on the demand generation activities and the amount of direct traffic, which is, you know, direct traffic is all what we all marketeers hate because, like, trash can. Like, we don't really know what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, where it's coming from. Um, 
and and then she could prove it. And then she started generating more intent and she started generating more revenue. And then she could scale up the business case. And I think that's interesting. And that's kind of, that's what, that's the goal for me in all of this is that we get to a point where we can prove that we shouldn't just do the MQL hamster wheel, that it should be a split between things, a mm-hmm. split between demand capture, demand gen. Like you should have both things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what she was getting to as well. I think there some people might also see themselves going too hard on demand gen, but that's another, that's another topic. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting. And that actually um, brings up uh, for me, what you were, when you were talking in terms of calculating your CAC, right? That maybe come, come, kind of come down to it because I've worked in companies where we had a branding budget and a lead gen budget, which are a demand capture budget. And that I think is a lot more accurate in terms of what you're actually spending, right? Because if you're doing all of these kind of awareness building, that's fine. But these high intent demand generation activities is where you want to see what's really working. Um, and I think that maybe splitting budgets and things like that give you a better overall look at what are you spending in these high intent trying to get these closed deals versus, you know, winning an award <laughs> or, exactly. or something like that. You know, yeah. that's not an accurate reflection of money spent to customer acquisition as opposed to something like a demand gen activity. Yeah, and exactly. And this kind of rides the wave of like, of that we've been talking about for a while. I, start, I remember I started talking about it when I was back in my days at Templify. It's like, okay, we've gotten so far on like all the demand capture activities, the things we can measure, we need to start doing things we can't measure. <laughs> like you're not, mm. of course it sounds wrong because like you can always try to measure things as much as you can. I'm all for it. But there, there comes an element some, at some point where you're like, um, when, I, when, like, when we're doing this podcast, right? Like what, what, what can we measure? Let's say we did a podcast on FinTech or something. Would, mm-hmm. like it's really hard to measure like you can measure how people listen I mean, from countries and that's about it right <laughs> like uh, uh so so is, is a podcast a good thing yeah like it feels good right like uh I have people writing to me about stuff all the time from the podcast and stuff so so we should keep doing it and i think that's the that's mm-hmm. the point you get to a point where like okay and i think a lot of people realize that uh, lately and i think that's good i think that it's good i, I am i'm guilty of not doing it earlier be honest uh but um, i'm kind of i've changed at uh, this movement has changed my mindset at least i'm not uh not 100 on board on everything uh, i'll never drop my uh, my way of looking at things but mm-hmm. but i'm definitely i've definitely changed my mindset in terms of allocating correctly and attributing correctly because like our attribution tools like uh, no matter how good they are they'll never catch everything right there also be the, like we joined a slack group how I heard about XYZ company, why they were never catch that. They were never catch uh, the people we're following on LinkedIn and hearing about social mm. tools I should use. Like literally I asked for a tool to replace Doodle the other day and got recommended one on LinkedIn. What, what tool is going to catch that, right? Like It's like no tool yeah, is going to catch that. So, mm-hmm. so, so we, can never, we can never get to that point and we just have to realize that just because we can't track it doesn't mean it doesn't work. I agree with that. And I think, I think maybe you definitely, I think we went on a journey <laughs> just now. Because <laughs> at first yeah, I was I like, mm, I think this is a, the, a lot of head air, but this is why I love talking to you because, you know, we learn from each other and I can see demand gen being, it's not going to change my tactics, but it's going to help me maybe categorize things differently or, um, you know, like, for example, you, you mentioned the podcast. Now, if my employer gave me money for this podcast, sure, more people will probably know about my employer, but are they, this is in our core market, 
So would this be part of CAC? Um, no, because this is more of a branding initiative. So helping make that distinction, I think, is really important. No, that, that I feel like the same. So um, I think uh, we talked a lot about uh, demand gen and demand capture. I just want to like for the people out there who don't know about demand capture, it's essentially just uh, a little bit. You can almost call it the other side of the coin. Uh, it's uh, everything you do when you do like Google ad stuff or capture the actual people come to you. So that's when you say, so when you have high intense searches, somewhere searches for hey XYZ software, uh, template management software, or in our case, fintech management or whatever software, then, then that's high intent or they even search for your brand name. That's also high intent. And you need uh, some sort of ad allocation to capture those people. Because sometimes, yes, those people have a good idea if they're searching specifically for a brand, but you also need to have like Google ads, you have, you have search up, you need to have some sort of element of capturing these. If you forget that, you also drop a lot of money on the floor, typically. So you want to have a good mixture between them. I don't think there's, I don't have much else to say about that part. Would you say therefore that demand capture is kind of like lead gen where you get a name and an email and you, you know, someone wants to, and, and maybe this is also an area for clarity because in my world, when I talk about lead generation, I'm essentially talking about MQL generation. I'm talking about demo signups or free trial signups in my world. That is lead generation. I know in other people that's, you know, signing up for a newsletter is a lead signing up for a webinar is a lead. That is not lead generation with how I do stuff. So maybe that's where there's a disconnect. But for yeah. demand capture, would you consider someone signing up for your newsletter demand capture? Or no. would it be demo? No. I, here's take my money. Uh, I, I would demand generation gets them to the point. Demand capture takes them in, like uh, make mm -hmm. sure they actually get in. Demand generation like gives the people that you want to awareness and interest in your brand and, and demand capture makes sure that you actually convert. Well, let's put it that mm -hmm. way. So so no, uh, I don't I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's lead generation. I think that's two separate things in my world. Okay. And it's all about definitions, right? Yeah, exactly. It can be a mess. <laughs> And actually, what are what maybe we should tell the listeners um, that we we did record an episode about lead generation, and we were yeah. so disagreeing about everything, and it kind of went off the rails. I mean, Casper called me all kinds of names, and no, <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. I've never seen Casper mad. Uh, no. no, but we we couldn't agree. But I think I think because it depends on your definition, and so okay. for me, lead generation is MQL you know, a lead for me is someone signs up for your demo, someone signs up for your, your free trial. And so I'm like, well, lead generation has to happen because otherwise, how do we know? But for other companies, yeah. I'm the more I read, the more I'm seeing, oh, for them, a lead is, oh, I signed up for your newsletter. So now sales is going to call them. That's not yeah. how I like to do things. So terminology. Exactly. And I, I think uh, just as a last thing, you know, this is just a good evidence of saying like, sometimes even if you're like, <clears throat> just for everyone listening me and jen we agree on almost everything right so and and even when we're we consider ourselves pretty well educated within marketing and we can still see co things completely different sometimes right mm -hmm. and as imagine you're talking to someone who's not well educated in marketing and you don't always see clear eye to eye yeah then that's when you have uh, these different different definitions and people people throwing terms all over the place and going different directions or imagine even worse if you have a boss who has no idea what marketing is telling you how you should be focusing your time and effort uh, um, yeah. when even marketers disagree. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting to have these talks and, and 
Yeah, I think maybe the moral of this story is get your definitions down because yeah. demand generation for you and I might not be demand generation for someone else. Lead generation for even between the two of us mm. varies. Um, so I think within your organization, um, something that I've seen recently, which I think is phenomenal, is a document that was sent out to the whole company saying an MQL is this, a lead is this, a prospect is this. Um, and, you know, it doesn't have to be universal. It just has to be company-wide. This is the terminology we use because I've also worked in places where an opportunity is sometimes called um, an SQL. Sometimes it's a something, oh SAL. God. Yeah. So in the, in demand generation, you know, this whole started because I wanted a definition. Yeah. So the definition is what you make it, but just make sure that everyone works towards the same thing. I agree. On that note, let's call it. Uh, thanks call for it. listening, everyone. Thanks. Uh, End, end of story is uh, figure out your definitions. <laughs> we, we try <laughs> to help you. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own now. <laughs> yeah. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.